Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Welcome back to another episode of Blooming Out. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Ireland Meacham. And I'm Lucas Fisher. And we have we came back together. Yay. All of you so much. Uh, we we missed you. you. I feel like I disappear for like weeks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gone again. You're and doing your adventures. Melanie. Yeah, and that's like... That's really? uh, it's pretty spicy. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's it almost shouldn't be legal. You and Melanie should. Yeah, def- I don't think you and Melanie are legal. No, you guys really balance this out. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, we need we need you. This we is... need you, and we need you. Aww. Mutual so, Appreciation Society. Miss you guys. Aww. All right. What's happening with everybody. Life is crazy. Is it? And everything right now is crazy. Yeah, that's true. How's New York? New York is good. Um, still waiting for the second wave to hit, but um, yeah. other than that, just hanging in there. I just saw a movie called uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to watch that soon with my roommate. Okay, I was just wondering yeah. if you're having a vampire problem, too, because that was a really <laughs> great show. I loved it. I wish. Well, according to um, the show What We Do in the Shadows that I'm obsessed with, um, the witches live in Brooklyn. The vampires live on Staten Island. So, Oh, oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That show. That show is funny. They also have vampires in Manhattan. Just so everyone is clear. Yeah. There's a lot of vampires up there. Hmm. Lots of vampires. <laughs> Everywhere. And I guess they're in the Bronx now, too. So. They're in the Bronx. Or they were in the Bronx. Right. Yeah. I don't know the plot of the movie, so... <laughs> Justin? Hi. <laughs> I I don't know what have I I've been gone, so I don't know what I've been up to. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I've been Did you go to uh, Europe? No, I wish. I have not been traveling. I haven't traveled since February, which is so rare for me because I normally travel all the time for work and I haven't been allowed to travel. Um so I've basically just been very, very busy with work. I mean, you know, I work in education and all of this distance learning that's happening. We've had to reinvent the wheel numerous times. And yeah, I haven't been able to have any fun. So this is like a real treat for me. I actually am seeing human beings. What passes as human beings. Or perhaps yeah. I'm seeing players. I don't know. But it's nice to see everybody, even if it's Zoom. Yeah, it's so weird. We haven't seen anyone in person we haven't seen each other in person in so long it's been so long i mean when was the last show we did in person like february yeah yeah maybe even january no i haven't seen you guys since like december of last year yeah you left yeah (laughs) but now because of zoom i get to be here again so that's good i know and that's one good thing about zoom otherwise i'm pretty darn tired of it but yeah yeah i'll be like at least it means that you know ireland can still do the show with (laughs) us right this is um i'm grateful for the technology but holy crud it's uh exhausting yeah and um mm-hmm. although i can see how it can be very useful in you know going 
forward, um, even if we... Because, I mean, meetings just kind of suck anyway, right? But at least you can do some fun stuff with Zooms. And, um, yeah, that's true. But, you know, yeah. you think that you could just Zoom all the time. And so... Right, yeah. It's just a or whatever. It's always a Zoom call. I'm on Zoom all, the, all day long. And then I'm like, how do I get my work done? Well, a friend of mine was saying that they were on two Zoom meetings at once. And they've been doing this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you have to, like, master the which one to mute <laughs> at which time. So that oh other gosh. people aren't listening to your Zoom meeting. Yeah, and did that today. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. That's just Dang. crazy. It's that's like Tori Amos. Much. I don't know. I could, nope. <laughs> it's very <laughs> Head splitty. Yeah. How do you get all the information from both meetings? <laughs> if you're listening to them both at the same time. Well, right now, uh, there's a, a WFHB has a meeting going on about the fun drive. Woo! Fun drive. Which starts next week. And I like to call it fun drive. Fun drive. Because uh, it's fun. There's another uh, radio uh, station up in Indianapolis that calls it fun drive all the time, um, which I won't mention here because that's not the radio station we're on. But um, they're a cool radio station and they call it a fun drive. And that's what I've been hearing in my head too. So um, it is a fun drive. It's fun to get to support our station who supports us and our community. And I've already done a plug for it. So I think I'm done. Yes. Um, sorry. What was the name of the radio station? WFHB. Oh, wait, that's us. It is. You're um, listening to us. Right now. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we I can't wait. You. I hope that we get uh, to, I hope they record it. Because that's another thing. Lots of people say they're recording the meetings, but they don't. And then you don't know what went on. And if you missed it. But it's so easy. That's what we're doing right now. I'm just recording it. And now you guys get to be in an our Zoom meeting. Yes. Um, I did have some fun stuff that I wanted to say because it's so rare nowadays and good news is great. Um, we signed on the house uh, mm. yesterday. Yay, congrats. Congratulations, that's wonderful. That's amazing. Oh, moaning. Yeah, Yay. right? Um, so we are permanent residents of the neighborhood right now. As long as you'll have you live in, or are you moving to a different house? No, we're staying here. Oh, that's great. So you don't have to even move. No, no, no moving. We're, um, uh, I mean, maybe much to the neighbor's uh, dismay, but <laughs> we're here to stay. At least you're doing to the I neighbor. Hope. Huh? What are you doing to the neighbor? Oh, no, actually, we don't have, we have a house on either side, and nobody's been in them since we moved in, really. Um, and they're rehabbing one of them, and the other one is just kind of a, they own like four or five homes, and they just come by to use the workshop every once in a while. That's it. And then like across the street, everybody's quiet, and behind us, everybody's quiet. It's, it's amazing. And it's really heavily queer. So there are rainbow flags nice. everywhere, and like most of the neighbors are LGBT uh, and absolutely LGBT friendly, so kind of just fell into the yeah <laughs> anyway woo yay great neighborhood to buy in it is and our payments went up by a hundred percent so oh <laughs> <laughs> well, you living there for free what we're living there for free no we're paying <laughs> uh twice as much as we we were to rent the place seriously mm, well that's... we're we're buying on contract and it's a five-year contract Oh, well. And the houses in the neighborhood go for 
a lot of money. Wow. In Indianapolis, we bought our house. The back house was $6,000 and the front house was 25,000. And, uh, and that was doable. <laughs> Not so much right here, but uh, it's great. I love the neighborhood. I love the neighbors. I um, love the, the, we have a huge yard and it's, it's awesome. So um, yay, we're really happy. Yay. yay, good news. Good news. Um, oh God, I don't even know where to start with the news today because I had an idea and then I was uh, kind of depressed about it. <laughs> And then and I'm laughing, but that's out of nervousness. Um, so, you know, the confirmation hearings are going on, right? I haven't, I've listened to some highlights, but I haven't been able to stomach the entirety of it. I really hate confirmation hearings. Ireland, you were saying that you tuned in a little bit. Yeah, I did. I, um, I just watched like probably 20 minutes of it. Um, and they were talking about, it was just this one Republican senator just trying to make her look as good as possible um but then i was you know picking up some stuff that i missed like from you know just like online twitter and stuff yeah. um did anyone hear what lindsey graham said today no, no he said something about the good old days of segregation did he and really? that that's a direct quote that is a direct quote yeah so what's his address again um yeah yes. uh, i want to look it up um that's yeah yeah, I, I don't even, I can't even say insane because I feel like that insults insanity. Um, that defies all, all reason. How, so he's just, how can we allow someone who is that openly yeah. a racist um, to be making decisions for a country that is largely POC? Um, I don't understand. And in just a few years, we'll be predominantly... Uh, right. It, it, folks, all the isms and all the phobias out there stem from the same thing these are these are people who um are antisocial and anti-human and just want things for themselves and th this is disgust this is just absolutely disgusting i can't yeah. imagine it, it it's it's 2020 it's not the 1960s or the 50s um and, and he was talking about brown versus board of ed that was the case he was talking about um, really yep and he was asking her i can't remember what exa exactly the question um he was asking her about she wrote something an opinion about i don't know whatever uh and she like you know backtracked and said like oh i supported you know um brown but like didn't say much after that really she didn't address the comment she didn't address the language she didn't you know yeah, of As course expected. she didn't. Yeah, right. why would she? People who are openly willing to say those kinds of things usually don't want to really argue about it. Right. They just want to state their, you know, alliance with it. And yeah, I agree. I just think it's it's sad because um, there it's it's insecurity manifesting itself mm -hmm. and really bad ways what do you what do all of you think about her um decision not to uh commit to a stance on um marriage equality i think that personally i think that um 
that says pretty much all we need to hear about it. She's, mm-hmm. she's, they've inferred and they've, they've, um, I mean, she's already spoken against uh, the ruling. I, I think that we can just assume that she's hostile um, to us. I, I don't think that there's any that, real discussion that needs to happen like, about that. Well, I, is I just think sometimes in silence, there's something very scary. You know what I mean? It's, it's a warning yeah. that she didn't come out with her prejudices. Well, and they never do. I mean, that's not some, these, these, uh, <laughs> these hearings aren't to, to hear actually all of the evidence. It's just to try to make them look pretty or try to tear them down. But they themselves are not, they're trained not to say anything uh, too horrible. And, and really, if they did say, if they did speak their mind and spoke the truth, um, they probably aren't. Well, that's what I'm saying. What's going on in her mind that she couldn't say it? I mean, she could say that she's against it. Why didn't she say But she that? isn't. And that sends, that would send a message to the people who are going to vote to uh, confirm her. Yeah. You know, that she's not going to say that she's, she's uh, for it. Yeah. And the worst part about that is that um, her constituents and all the people who support her already know her stance on it. Yep. So it doesn't really matter it just makes her like it's just so neutral looking that people won't like you know that would be all over the media if she actually uh took a took a stance quote unquote made her case responsibility to do when she's asked about it i totally agree (laughs) so i don't know i found that very disquieting Mm -hmm. oh yeah Absolutely. Yeah, especially after um, just last week, Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas and that other guy um, were talking about how there might be reason to open up the case of uh, marriage equality. Alito. Like, yeah. Alito, right. And that's just deeply concerning to me. Like... I don't know. Do you guys think that that is that our country would take a backward step with marriage equality? Because that just seems like they've done it with they've done it with voting rights. You know, Um, they've They've tried to do it with abortion so many times. Right. And they're going to try again. Um, Absolutely. Without universal rights. Right. The things that are enshrined in uh, the Constitution or amendments. Uh, this country, as it sits right now, everything's in flux. Nothing, right. no gains that are made cannot be, you know, lost. We, right. we have, um, because because we don't have that good old equality act that we have needed, right? right. And that's really the missing piece that allows p- justices, but it's to say yeah. that it could be reopened. Which blows my mind. We we need an amendment that guarantees equality for all, and yeah. that's that's it. Anything else, and we're just running in circles. You know, people worked so hard for marriage equality, and even when it, they started pushing marriage equality as 
the issue for the LGBT community to attain, there was a lot of pushback from people who are saying, that's that's great, but it's not the goal. The goal is equality. Um, what are you doing with marriage equality? That's like this smaller issue. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we'll start small and then we'll build on that. Um, and that incrementalism is what gets people in trouble all the time. Um, you know, this, they wanted the Equal Rights Amendment Act, ERA, and, um, and there were variations on it. And Barney Frank, uh, who, you know, the famous St. Barney, um, Barney Frank said, okay, well, you know, we're not going to get it passed if we include trans people in it. So it'll just be for LGB folk and we'll drop the trans folk out of it. And then hopefully we can get that passed. And once we get that passed, then we'll fight for trans inclusion. Um, and of course nothing came of it anyway, but you know, that was easy to just tear off a chunk, throw some people under the bus just to get a little foothold and then, oh yeah, yeah, we'll come back for you. Um, meanwhile, decades have passed, right? Since we've been working on any of this decades, you know, people have, um, lots of people have passed before seeing any kind of change on things that they started working on themselves. And it just doesn't make sense to me why why we have to continually fight just for that basic simple thing called equality if yeah. our country is based on it show it, really, it. it yeah it makes no sense it's so baffling to me that we couldn't that we just can't pass an equality act like come on people well we need people to number one we need people in office you know if yes. if we're going to try to change the system begging people who are actively uh against our rights against equality anti-american anti-human i they're um asking them for to to protect us is crazy Again, absolutely using that term, and I don't like using that because it has so many negative connotations. But it's, it is not. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and to keep doing it over and over and over again makes no sense whatsoever. And uh, and so we need to change it. We need to change the the way things go. And we can't give up. And we can't. Oh, it's just too big, or my vote doesn't matter, or whatever. We need to grasp the opportunity to change it. Mm -hmm. And um, for all movements, all of these movements have to be intersectional. I mean, just, just yes. taking, I mean, yeah, we got to take their jobs. I'm just looking at the, you know, the, uh, every town for gun safety and moms demand action organization. Mm -hmm. Their whole thing is if you do not pass these gun safety laws, we will run and take your jobs. That's how it works. Um, so we gotta, we've gotta make good on that. You know, we gotta get in there ourselves and make it happen because they're not gonna do it for us. No, I'm sorry, you know. Uh... <clears throat> these people shouldn't have these jobs. These people are terrible at their jobs. It's like, how, it's not I would argue that, that they're good at their jobs. I would argue that they feel that their jobs are to, um, well, yeah, that's defend the people who uh, support them. And well, like in the hearing, they were talking nonstop about, oh, you know, as a as a constitutional traditionalist, how will you uphold this thing in the Constitution, Amy? And it's like, oh, 
why can't, why are we so stuck on the constitution that paper well that 200 years old 250 years old yeah like, it's uh, what founds us right it's it's the basis for our governmental system and and that would be great if it was a, a decent document and there and are if people it wasn't that, written by slave owning slave um, owners patriarchal men white men yeah this country yep. is still functioning for and about uh, landowning. You know, the I hate to, yeah, I just That's signed right. on the house, but um, but people who have property and uh, are moneyed and have um, and are white and are uh, usually Christian uh, and are hmm. male and cishet and all of these things are enshrined the the um rights of them are enshrined and we have to fight bit by bit just to be included in that document um which is that we have to fight should tell you everything you need to know mm -hmm. um so it it's it's really all or nothing we need to be there we need to be in the middle of it and we need to put ourselves in the document so everybody run for office um, obviously, you don't need to be qualified or moral or anything for it. Um, you don't have to be, you don't have to have any qualifications to have a government job, apparently. Uh, Correct. So, yeah. Well, our president doesn't have any. Yeah, right. But, you know, on this note, I think that um, Pete Buttigieg is doing an outstanding job right now. I just really wanted to give them, um, you know, a shout out because I think that he's been really wonderful on the Fox News shows, talking to them and really schooling them on things. So I think that, you know, he's, he's a great person to have on our I, from what I, I, I keep hearing uh, things about him being the, uh, um, we're calling the, him the, the what? Slayer Pete. Yes, he, that's it. Up and these Fox News people and in wonderful ways too. You he's know. the Democrats, uh, Democratic sling blade or something like that. That yeah. was like the, yeah. like wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that he's really come into his own now. You know, he sort of has this. The pressure's of off. Classic, campy wit to what he's saying too. <laughs> that is very, yeah. and I like it. You know, I feel like he's sort of come out. You know, I mean, he's come out of the closet, but he's come out. Yeah. Yeah. I think, as you said, the pressure's off. He clearly seems very comfortable, and he really knows how to just say these zingers, you know. And I think he really nailed it with um, Amy Coney Barrett, too. When mm. he, he said, really, what I see in there is a pathway to digital activist, activism cloaked in judicial humility, you know, right. he just mm -hmm. really nailed her perfectly. And there have to be people who are um, free to speak freely, who are, who are, so he's, he's not running for office. He's not in office right now. Um, he's not having to tread lightly. And, uh, and that is valuable. Um, you don't have to get stuck in your own doublespeak and all the stuff that people feel that they have to do on the uh, um, campaign trail and well in office. Well, they they try to respect both sides of things, and there's there's not uh, an acceptable both sides argument. Not anymore. Nope. Although I'd argue there never really was. 
Well, there isn't. I mean, that, that's, that's just the thing. We're arguing for something that should be normal. And the people, we're, who are these people who are arguing against equality? Like, those Biggest. people should be seen as public enemies the, instead yeah. of, like, the press or whatever. Those are the but people there's that... Hierarchy. There's always been a hierarchy, and people want to maintain that. They don't want equality. Well, that's not acceptable. <laughs> so, um... Well, that's the thing. We scare them. They don't know... They don't understand us. And because we're, like, the fear of the unknown, right. we terrify them. And I say... And let's that's why they're making scary. up all these... <laughs> all these things, like, all you know, all the QAnon stuff and you know, all these conspiracies and whatever, and just finding any excuse to demonize us and make us the bad guys. Yeah. Well, the QAnon stuff is rehashed, uh, anti-Semitic right. um, stuff from, from a thousand years ago. All been done before. They are. They have a roadmap, you know? Yeah. There's nothing, nothing new there. It's just so, thing that it's happening again. So we... I, I just think that we need to stand up and s whenever somebody says something like that, don't call them homophobic. They are, they're, um, they're anti-American. They, if you, if you want the flag waving folk on your side, you have to speak the language. And really, if America is supposed to stand for equality, then that is what they're against. They are against everything that the promise of America is supposed to be for, right? And, um, and, and what we're, trying to move toward. They are uh, not public servants. They are not in it for anything but their own gain and to maintain a, uh, a bigoted status quo. So don't pull punches. Don't say things nicely. Um, when you have family members who are absolutely horrible, call them out and, uh, and your friends and your neighbors. And here's the thing. Yes, it's absolutely intersectional. All of this bigotry is, is wrong and we have to support one another. We have to support um, each other's movements, even though we might not be of that community. If it is about, uh, you know, good people fighting for equality, then we shouldn't be against it either. So we have to confront our own biases and uh, address those and wipe out the bigotry that we have in our own community. Absolutely. Absolutely right. And it's getting really scary. You brought up a story this week, Melanie, about Sarah Perry, who they have um, the education department put yeah. the diversity and, and inclusion yeah. council. And she's a well-known anti-LGBTQ plus hate oh, yeah. or hate groups. She know. worked for uh, uh, the Family Research Council. Right. And so, I mean, and so this is, you know, uh, the Department of Diversity and Inclusion. And this right. is the heading of the U.S. Mm -hmm. That is just absolutely terrifying. Well, Pompeo put into the, the human rights uh, commission that he started, you know, they're all anti-LGBT folk, right? He, um, DeVos put in that woman as, uh, in the Department of Education, which is already under assault as well from, um, uh, the Trump administration in general and has been under assault from the Republican Party for decades. Um, if you can control how the kids are educated and what they learn and what they're taught about, uh, who they should be, you control the, the direction of the country. Exactly. And she believes that gay marriage entices children to experiment with homosexuality. 
And she's also talked about transgender supremacy and that affirming <laughs> transgender kids. She really said this. Affirming transgender kids is like cutting off the leg of someone who believes they are an amputee. Right. Yeah. All those the old. It goes low. All those old tropes. Um, <sighs> and, and, and she's heading the diversity inclusion. Yeah. The Department yeah. Of well, well of it, rights. <sighs> Sorry. That's been more. It's a scene. It's an attack. It is an attack. It's and, and it, that that is just a real full frontal attack below the belt. Yeah. We, we, not okay. Not acceptable. We have to see it that way. Go ahead. Oh, it's just so frustrating that they don't understand that you're just making things worse for the children. You are just messing with their heads. You are making them hate themselves. You are creating all of these mental health issues and ongoing underlying, you know, problems through, that they're going to have to deal with throughout their lives. You're creating trauma for them that doesn't need to be there. And I don't understand why they think that they can somehow keep kids from being gay by teaching them to be straight. When has that ever worked? Because when has that ever worked? Because these people are fundamentally uh, flawed. <laughs> Ireland, you were so right on. I mean, that's what that's what's so tragic about it is, um, yeah, the kids, and we've all been there. You know, all of us have suffered as children because of what society has done to us for no reason. You know, I mean, right. it's terrible. Their own fear, their own, their own prejudice, fear. the things that they've been taught. In I, faith is a, a really strong motivator, right? Obviously, uh, and these these they're coming at this from a this is a moral failing this is a sin this is something that can be um uh pulled out of you like uh demons from people right this is in some cases they believe it's caused by demons this <clears throat> is the kind of thinking that will forever um uh keep us on our our on the defensive teaching people that those aren't actual reality needs to be paramount this isn't real what you believe about us isn't real and you, you need to stop <laughs> you need to stop it's bad maybe and we're over it yeah maybe stop and listen to a trans person talk for five minutes and then maybe you'll gain some, some empathy listen yeah. to the show but that's you know empathy is not a thing that those people are capable of but oh, just, people... go ahead they're just they're just so disconnected from the real world and it's like what do they even gain from that sort of behavior is what i want to know i mean it's kind of obvious but like like everlasting life and salvation i mean you know yeah, being or, right is enough sometimes it's just so annoying really because nice jobs. <laughs> they have really nice jobs. Just um, yeah, putting their hatred out there. So how do we combat that? Right. We gotta rewrite the Bible, <laughs> <laughs> or read the Bible, or read or it. Yeah, read those words in red. Right. Yeah. Um, and in the other faiths too, there are groups who uh, are within every single faith 
that are um, LGBT affirming and who read uh, read their their holy books in such a way that you know it makes sense that <laughs> God is about love or the the divine is is not prejudiced against uh, LGBT folks simply because they're different than uh, the statistical uh, average yeah. you know and that's we just happen to be extraordinary but, um, oh wait, was that the supremacy coming out? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's these, it used to be when, again, when I was growing up, that people worked really hard to um, get rid of the racist thoughts that they were having. Oh, that I, I used to think this way and I, I you know, I don't anymore and, and I, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to to see through these things that I was taught when I was young. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of, uh, I guess I hate the term, lackadaisical attitude uh, going on around the new generation. Oh, these Gen Zs are, they're going to, and I hate the term, hate the term, save us. They're not going to save us. You know, we are in this world. We're the ones who are gaining in, um, you know, our political representation and power, this, this, Gen X um, and uh, millennials are coming into it. This is our world to change. This is our place to be changing it. We should be doing this, not you know. Oh, we'll, we'll pass it off on the young generation. They'll they'll save us. We could still let. Yeah, along with the climate disaster. Thanks very yeah. much for that, by the way. You'll do great. Um, <laughs> I have faith in you. You go, gold star. <laughs> but yeah, it, it um, and it's causing mental illness in the young too. To have to see all this stuff going on around them and not have the power to change it. Um, not just in the young. <laughs> We're all well, yeah, but we do have the power. We have the power and we know better. We can make change um, and we have to. I wonder though. I mean, I hate to, you know, I talk to my friends and sometimes they're just like, oh, it doesn't matter who you vote for. You know, they're all corrupt and this and that. I'm just like, really? I mean, okay, I get it. Politics are corrupt and I, know that Democrats are corrupt and Republicans are correct. However, I don't think that we would have somebody like the Sarah Perry if we didn't have Betsy DeVos and we wouldn't have Betsy DeVos if we didn't have Trump. Oh, they, those people would still be there. They just wouldn't have any power. Right. They'd be trying to get the power so that they can make the changes that they want to see. And right now they're succeeding in that. Anyway, I, I know that and we're know, not. politics is corrupt, but you still need to vote. I truly, you know. You need to run. Better mm. evils. You need to run. You mean like run away? No, no, no. Well, I mean, you know, if you have to. But no, I. It, it's a. It's a government uh, of the people, by the people, for the people, right? Right. So we need to Our run. People. Well, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe each of us has a personal responsibility to run for some sort of political office. I mean, or at least uh, participate in that you don't have to run obviously but um and there are some people that i'm sure would be horrible at governance uh because we have them in office now could we run as like one person one four-headed person <laughs> just the blooming out team runs for office yeah. we are the borg i mean sounds like a the episode and uh, the first episode of our sitcom <laughs> blooming out runs for office <laughs> I don't 
Oh, I like but- what Lucas said a couple weeks ago, though, that like, you know, even if you, you know, we know that it's corrupt, even if you don't believe in the system, even, even if, you know, you don't think that anything is going to change, why wouldn't you at least throw your hat in the ring and throw a vote towards Joe Biden? Like, come on. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, or you, you can vote. You I know can. we can't say anything. It's a, li- it's a little action. It's, it's one little thing. And I know there are people and there are people I love who are, um, who just feel like it's a, a it's morally irresponsible to um, to to participate in the system at all. Uh, but right, but I'm just wondering what that does. You know, but this, you participate in the system by living. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know you are you are here. Yeah. not to participate in the system. And this system is participating all over us. Exactly. It, um, yeah. What's that quote? If you don't participate in the government, it, the government will take or participate in you. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. I can't remember. Well, it's, that's good uh, Yeah. Oh, and, and, if you don't work for your government, the, wait, if the, forget it. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. If you're not living, you know, in some tiny house, totally off grid, somewhere in the, you know, forest of the Pacific Northwest or whatever, like, Ooh. you're participating in the system. Um, yeah. So. Just by living, just by going to the store, whatever, yeah. all of it is. And you know what? The system is affecting people that you love in very negative ways. The way that um, we are treated on the streets is a reflection of how these people who are in positions of authority are speaking to others and are, you know, throwing their little dog whistles out, how they're trying to get us excluded from being in school, how they're taking us uh, out of curriculum, how they're taking us out of, and how they always have taken us out of the social narrative, right? We are othered and we they can make up stories about us that are absolutely unfounded, untrue. And because we do not have those positions of power, we cannot counter them as effectively, right? So those people are making our lives um, and, and have, I mean, we've been here before. This is what we've been fighting against since the beginning. Um, they, we aren't going to be able to live a quote unquote normal life. Uh, we can't sit back and not be queer. We tried, uh, but actually most of us uh, didn't do that very well. Um, Excellent point. And, and, and for at least trans folk, um, most of us died. So that wasn't, that's not a option and we're being killed still for it. Um, that wasn't the transition I was trying to go into, uh, no pun intended, uh, in, in Indianapolis, just, what was it on the 13th? So Tuesday, um, oh no, Sunday evening. Sarah Blackwood was shot and killed on the near east side of of Indy. Uh, And she was a trans woman. She worked at Long John Silver's. She was kind of new to the area. She, um, I I just checking out her Facebook page because I'm compiling the names and stuff for T-Door this year. And, um, and I'm trying to approach it coolly, but I know these roads that they're talking about. I know 
this neighborhood and that adds it even more uh um infuriating uh inflaming aspect to the story because i know this place i know the people that live there you know this is the town that i lived in for 12 years and um and it's in the area that my ex lived and was killed in and um and and she's just walking home from her job and she was shot and it took it, within a 15 minute span from from work to home somewhere in there somebody decided that they didn't like her and they erased her uh life not her because she lives on in everybody that whose lives she touched and the people who are writing uh, memorials and the people who are affected by this uh, pouring themselves out you know the the pain and suffering um, that is caused by an act like this is well beyond just you know our community and we're as a country as a nation you know we're just fine with that. We seem to be kids shoot themselves with guns that are left out and, and loaded. Yeah, it's just the price of freedom. Um, LGBT folk get killed. Nah, it just happens. Black folk get murdered for nothing at all, being asleep. And, uh, and nothing happens. So, the system is messed, yes, but the system is not going to fix itself. The system is not going to not affect you. The system needs to be uh, taken back. Um, yep, and that's why we say run. Run toward. Run for. Right. Run that's for. the call to action. You know, it could be school board. We have a couple of uh, LGBT folk. Uh, running for school board, right? Uh, judges uh, that are elected officials. Uh, there are so many positions where you can make a difference in your society and you might not feel, you've been trained not to feel that you have a voice or that you're, you, or that you matter at all, let alone your voice. Um, we are beaten down from the school age, from these uh, policies that say you can't even teach kids or adults that uh, <laughs> that they shouldn't be discriminated against, you or that they shouldn't discriminate. You can't teach inclusion. You can't teach that. That was what that that Trump uh, directive was for, right? Sarah Perry. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Uh, Trump's uh, proclamation, where oh. um, oh, where is it? I'm sorry. I'm trying to get to it. So it was just a, a couple of weeks ago and President Trump put out, out that uh, he's uh, not going, he's going to take away funding for anybody that does diversity and inclusion training for anybody that gets federal dollars. He's going to take it away. And now in, in uh, the education realm, he wants to start uh, patriotism as, as a curriculum. And... and Teach. Well, now they have somebody like Sarah Perry. They can use it as a weapon. She's she's just a she's just a bit of it though. 
I mean, she's horrible. And Absolutely. she is terrible, but there are even bigger things like this. Like, you can't teach sexual harassment in school is bad. Or in your company, if your company receives uh, grants from the federal government. I, I don't think that he'll be able to get that passed or anything, which it's, is why he's going to infiltrate it. But this is the direction they want to go. And just like with abortion rights and all other things, they can create policies that chip away at stuff like that. And yeah, he can... They're going to get into the interior of it and do it that way. Yeah. Know, because they can't mm -hmm. abolish it. And and so we need to be there to block them and to... Absolutely. Solidify, and we need to get uh, an amendment passed that enshrines equality for all and formally condemns bigotry. Otherwise, the nation fails. Um, if you don't protect the rights of all, you you you're fa you failed. It definitely fails the democracy, and um, it's it's really upsetting because this year has been the deadliest year on record for transgender and gender non-conforming people. Yeah, it has. Mm -hmm. I'm up to. Uh, I'm including people who. Uh... So this year's a little bit different. I I started off when I was you know, helping collect data and stuff for. Um, remembering our dead uh, and it was very much people who were killed in uh violently for um being lgbt or sorry for being trans um and and that was that was the criteria that was set forth from the beginning but and most there, of these cases remain unsolved too oh yeah also really telling uninvestigated exactly um i'm saying yeah and you know they don't even try in many not important I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I said because it's not important. Right. Yeah, no, we, we deserve what we get. That's the whole trans panic defense. That's the um that's and the thought I, process. My views or your views, Melanie. That's the views of the society we live in. Yeah. I, I don't want anybody to turn on the radio and think that we're saying that ourselves. Um it, it's well, I mean, really upsetting. It it's I mean it's beyond like we keep trying to minimize this. It's not upsetting. People are being killed on the streets, in their homes. Um, I think it, what we know, <clears throat> because, <coughs> excuse me, because these are just reports that are gleaned from news articles. This doesn't include, you know, an exhaustive research of all uh, uh, homicides. This is, oh, this is just, be accurate. no, it, it's, it's a, it's a small sample right. of what's going on. And in it, still over nine a day, or uh, one every nine days, sorry, um, uh, trans folk are being killed in this country alone uh, for being trans. And those are just those that we know of. But also there are other forms of violence that lead to death, like the inability to get health care, especially in a time of a pandemic, or if you have pre-existing conditions and you don't have health insurance and because you can't afford it. Or maybe you're you're homeless, uh, you're underemployed, which we know trans folk and uh, LGBT folk in general are um, at a much higher rate from kids on up. Uh, when you, um, I include also suicide because thing, absolutely it's it's murder by proxy, and when you take away somebody's ability to live an authentic life, to just exist, that's just the basic is to just exist and you remove that from the possibilities what is there to live for and to actively do that to instill policies 
where you take away their ability to just exist honestly as themselves. That is murder. You are you are doing it and you you're just keeping your hands clean. Um so yeah, I, I include that because uh like with domestic violence, it doesn't always show up as a bruise. Um it doesn't always show up as as the uh broken bone. Um there are many different things that go into it. Yeah, those are lives that have been stolen from a, our community. Still, it's the same thing. Um, they're not here anymore, and that's that's the the big thing. And we're dealing. That's with why that. we have to. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, the kids aren't able to meet right now because they they there are um, online meetings. There are uh, Zoom meetings for uh, gay straight alliances and stuff like that, but they're not being attended because they're Zoom meetings. And also, um, you know, I'm here in my house right now in the the dining room, and I'm I'm recording here. You can hear me throughout the house. You know, where kids could actually come and be with pe with their peers and discuss things with their peers and not have their whole family listen in. I mean. Even if you weren't discussing uh, issues of of such import, um, when you were a kid, did you want to talk in front of your family? Did you want to tell all your business in front of your parents and your siblings? No, oh, no, no. <laughs> and um, and these some of these kids absolutely can't. They just can't, and they are trying to hold it together. And it's rough. I've I've been talking with some folks over at Spencer Pride about. You know, they've got a youth group. They have a building where they can meet um, distanced and they can have a certain number of, of people in there and in this large meeting room at a time. And then the rest are, are coming in through Zoom or would come in through Zoom, but they don't. Um, and then what does that additional amount of fear on top of the rest of the anxiety that they have, uh, what does that do emotionally and mentally? And then you can't even go into your therapist if you have one in real. You have to have uh, a zoom meeting with them as well yep we need it, yep. we need opportunities to gather and um yeah coming up with that is should be a, a priority but at the same time we shouldn't have the stressors uh that are absolutely preventable and and that includes all the school board uh appointments and the um because having people that know what it's like, who who have experience um, representing you, is necessary. There's one one uh, African American person on the school board, just one, um, for MCCSC, and there's there has to be diversity in in all different ways, um, and they have to be dedicated to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is because COVID still right. I don't know what the solution is because you can't get the kids. The kids could just stay after school and go to the after school meeting. If you actually had a place where people, not just kids, but adults, even parents, parents uh, need the ability to, to meet too. Um, adults who don't have children need the ability to meet. Yeah, like a place that isn't a bar. Yeah. Or something. Like a library, but not necessarily just for books. You know, right. just like a, just like a gathering place. Like you know, churches are gathering places, albeit, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Have you ever uh, just gone to a church to hang out? No. Isn't that bogus? Well, it was open? Yeah, but they, I think churches should just be open, you know? Like, isn't that the point of a church? Is to... To be. I, I think they start uh, to get vandalized. So. Yeah. But you can always... Wonder why. <laughs> that was my joke of the day. Well, we need we need some laughter, I think. Sorry, Christians. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there really needs to. I know coronavirus is. I can't wait for that to end. But. Not happening anytime soon. This sucks. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about I... it sucking. Maybe I just need to put up a big insulated tent in the front yard. We can do that now. And just, you know, invite ten people over a night. And they can just hang and, you know, stay Play separated. Um, that's, that's my idea. Yeah, that's already happening in the house, so. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no more video game playing in the house. Um, but no, we, we, apart from having to have a place like that, we um, need to pay attention to the people in our community and and take care of them. Um, I I just get so I'm stammering now. But where do we go from this? But there are people who are making a difference. You know, there's still people who are out there and doing it. Um, and if you think you can't, there's probably a place that you can. Uh, there's a, a story that's not a really good segue, but uh, Oken Sengun, uh, he's a, a lawyer. He's got his own private practice, but he also started uh, a group, nonprofit, to help LGB LGBT people find asylum. Because, hey, guess what we forgot about uh, in all this stuff that we're talking about, uh, COVID and whatnot. People who are trying to find a place to live that's safe, uh, asylum seekers, um, undocumented folk who are, are seeking a better life where they can actually make it. And for LGBT people, that's been people, LGBT people at the border have been treated even more disgustingly than uh, um, normally they would. And um, isolation and which has led to deaths and suicide um, and dying of disease because people didn't take them seriously. Um, but here's here's a, a person who is, in, it's based out of San Francisco, but they handle probably clientele who can uh, um, get to them and find them. So not everybody, but still they have a, a pretty neat track record. 100% people of the people that they represent have, have found asylum and this is kindly named lgbt asylum project uh so if you want to look them up and see what they're about that's great but this this guy was a, a asylum seeker himself and he decided he was from turkey and he needed to leave and he needed to find a better place to live and so he came here and uh and he's fighting for others to be able to as well so there's some good news there's some there's some People who still believe uh, in getting out there and using their talents to to help folks in the community, and you don't have to be that. You know, I'm, not all of us can start a, a law practice and um, put that amount of effort into things. But you can do little stuff. There's still actions to be taken, and I know it's really difficult in COVID days to figure Melanie? out what's safe. What you, you froze, froze for a sec? No, I'm sorry. 
It's always a very interesting effect. Was I metallic sounding? No, it just went dead silent. Oh. Oh, maybe it was done listening to me. Um, I've been talking this whole darn hour. You guys are here. Why am I... Uh, uh, no, just... we... was well, You're just so well-spoken, Melanie. You are really well-spoken. Yeah. You, you yeah. always say it the best. So. Yeah. Screaming to the best, so I'm not even sure what you, I'm talking you about. You actually got tears in my eyes today. I, you know, I thank you, but I don't. <laughs> I'm a tough I, man, Melanie. <laughs> Just joking. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to try to get some people on uh, next week. We've got folks from, um, and because they are from Stonewall Democrats, we don't have to do the appeal because they are our guests and they get to speak what they want as long as it's words you can say on the radio. Uh, so I they can make. You have a cat appearing and disappearing behind you. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> that's Mr. Lemon Pants, and actually. Uh, Milo's right next to him, but uh, mostly obscured by me. And yeah, that is a weird effect, isn't it? This is a good thing about Zoom. I enjoy it. If I that. actually take the light over and illuminate, I think, yeah, it's a little bit easier to see him. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Anyway, um, so we'll try to get some uh, folks in here from the Stonewall Dems to talk about uh, some of the um, candidates that we have going on in a little more depth. Uh, I say we because I'm on, on the board there too. Um, and we might have special guest candidates. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, we'll get to talk to some folks. Um, but fingers crossed, we'll have uh, others to scream into the abyss with. So, But no, people to give their perspective, because we can give ours all day long. But these are the people who decided to step forward. And they they decided to be the ones who uh, brought their expertise and experience and uh, vision. Um, but we probably need to wrap up because I know both. Uh, yeah. And I have a hard stop. Yeah. I have to leave in five minutes. Yeah, we're over time. Be gone. Yeah, we made it. Looming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by Melanie Davis and Cade Young. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Lucas Fisher. And I'm Melanie Davis. Remember, if everything were straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, demand justice, and good night from your Blooming Out family. <laughs> <laughs>